स्मार्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अंट प्रोडक्शन स्मार्ट कास्ट हाई वेलकम टू वाई नॉट मिंट मनी आई एम सत्या सुनटानम फ्रॉम मिंट पर्सनल फाइनेंस टीम इन दिस एपिसोड लेट्स गेट एन ओवर व्यू ऑफ हाउ गौतम बेड द ऑथर ऑफ द बुक द जॉइस ऑफ कंपाउंडिंग हैज बीन मैनेजिंग हिज पर्सनल फाइनेंसेज is also a fund manager and managing partner at Stella Wealth Partners India Fund which will be managed from the US for the US accredited investors but will be invested in Indian equities entirely this fund is modeled after the original Warren Buffett's partnership fee structure that is the fund manager charges a zero management fee if the returns from the fund doesn't exceed 6% per annum in dollar terms let's hear about this fund and about his investment style directly from him Hi. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey. Hello Gautam, hi. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money. Hello Satya. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Uh Gautam, you know, you're already known uh, very popularly as the author of The Joy of uh, Compounding, but let's start with the Stella Wealth Partners India Fund which you are managing uh, from the US. So tell us when was it started and uh, what is this investment philosophy? So during my previous stint for 5 years as portfolio manager of Global Equity Strategy at Summit Global Investments in uh, Salt Lake City, USA. I used to track global stock markets and India as a market very clearly stood out to me in terms of the number of high growth opportunities which it offered and so last year in July I quit my job uh, at Summit Global and ventured out on my own to establish Stella Wealth Partners India Fund in the US this is a investment partnership which is modeled after the original Buffett partnership fee structure so we charge zero management fees and I get compensated only for returns that exceed 6% per annum in dollar terms and it is subject to a high watermark and uh, you will rarely find such an equitable fee structure in the investment management industry today as the original buffett partnership fee structure the issue with most funds in the industry today is that the incentives are not completely aligned with the investors so most funds charge a very hefty management fee and therefore as a result there is no downside for the fund manager or the general partner of the fund but when incentives are aligned then the outcomes take care of them themselves and i'm a very big believer in the india story for the next uh, few decades i believe india's time has come because of, of of the series of tough economic reforms put in place by india over the last decade india's trying for growth sure great to know uh, so this fund entirely 100% invest in indian stocks yes it's an india focused fund only okay. india uh gavin you also uh, are associated with a small case in india and run two small cases uh, one is stella wealth flexi cap and stella wealth mega trends so is there any overlap between these small cases and the uh, you know india fund that you are uh, managing at stella wealth partners uh, fund yes so around uh, and the india fund would have around 50% uh, of the stocks in common with our small cases in india Understand. So, how is the user base in India like? Uh, how is it growing? And uh, so, any any statistics on that? At present, we have more than seven hundred and fifty subscribers in India for our small mm. cases. And uh, in total, we have in, we are managing more than forty crores of AUM under the small cases. So that is mm. the amount which investors have actually put in in the small cases. And uh, I think uh, if they stay put for the long run, I think there's a lot of wealth creation in store. We started. Uh, 
the small cases went live in the first week of december last year and that was just around when the bear market actually started so it has been a, the first six months were difficult but what what i've realized over the last 15 years of investing in india is that as long as you're invested in a good quality portfolio that portfolio will be the one to recover the fastest post a bear market so at one point of time this year the small cap index in india was down 25 30% and even our small cases were down 20 to 25% but as soon as the small cap index started recovering now we are in the now the flexi cap small case for example is in the green and with, with more than 5% positive returns since launch so the key is to stick to your investment philosophy and more important to stick with a good portfolio through all the ups and downs in the market for the long term that is the only mantra for wealth creation there is no other way sure understand uh, you know the listeners might want to know what is the performance like or what is the downtrend like when compared to the benchmark uh, so could you tell uh, the performance when compared to the benchmark i know it's a very short term because it started only in december 2021 but could you give some numbers on how the performance have been uh, for this small cap uh, for the small cases i don't have the exact numbers right now from top of my head in fact when i even when i launched the small cases i was telling everyone that we follow a benchmark agnostic investing approach for flexi cap uh, since first week of december to today in the first uh, 10 months it is around 6% absolute returns mm. the mega uh, is still in the negative territory it's, it's around minus 6% since launch sure sure understand so now coming to your uh, personal finance uh, style i mean how you manage your money uh, gautam um, so could you tell us uh, you know as per your asset allocation details that you have shared with us 85% is invested in equity and 15% in debt so out of this 85% how much is in your own fund it's my entire equity allocation so 80% of out of that 85% is in indian equities whereas 20% are in us stocks so that entire 80% equity allocation will be invested in my uh, india fund uh but or you are risk uh, risk taking investor or or you are calculated uh, risk taking investor could you uh, what do you describe you as an investor well, the reason for keeping such a high allocation to equities as opposed to gold and real estate is that i just feel that because of the internal compounding feature equities are a much more superior asset class than gold and real estate I think, uh, as far as real estate is concerned, you know, we are just talking right now about the investment portfolio. But I think once you have purchased a good home for self-consumption, after that, I think the bulk of the net worth should be in uh, equities and fixed income. And the higher your risk appetite, the higher should be the uh, proportion in equities. But here, I would like to advise that if you, for any funds which you need in the next five years, put it into fixed income or some liquid fund. but uh, if you for any funds which have a duration of more than 5 uh, years and more i think equities are the best option for investors because they are the proven asset class to beat inflation over the long run provided you invest in high quality businesses uh you know for people who are living in india when they think about investing in international funds of course one part is diversification the second is if they have any uh financial goals uh which they want to uh you know meet in that particular region they would go for international uh, investing so for you you are living in the us and you are investing in india so how does that work uh could could, could you tell us uh, the reason behind living in the us and uh investing entirely in india getting the best of both worlds right you get the american infrastructure american quality of life and you get the capital appreciation in the world's fastest growing economy india so again it boils down to passion so since i have created the bulk of my personal net worth by investing in the indian equity market automatically that conviction has developed and 
I'll give you an example of how this look, looks like in real life. So when I used to work at Summit Global Investments, I remember I used to work from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. I used to work on my book, and then 10 p.m. around 9:45 p.m. is when the Indian markets used to open. From 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. I used to uh, track the Indian markets as well. Now there is there was nothing to do on a daily basis, but because you're so involved, right, right, the same thing. So you're so involved that you just want to get a sense of what's happening in the market. You just want to get a pulse of what's taking place across various industries and sectors. Investing is a field in which you need to be very well read. need to be very well studied and you need to constantly keep track of what's happening not to take action but just to be ready if anything goes wrong in the future understand sure so as per your book uh, the joy of compounding in order to become a successful investor one need to first understand the human beings and the human emotions so uh, gautam how does this one particular point help in your personal finance journey it is the most important thing i would say because i keep telling when i talk to investors even i tell them the same thing that in investing you can only focus on you can only control two things your research process and your personal behavior and personal behavior in my view is far far more important over the long run because what matters what will matter over your investing lifetime is how you conduct yourself during the occasional rare periods of market turbulence and market euphoria that is what will define your investment results at the end of your lifetime so personal behavior and understanding of behavioral biases is very very important at the end of the day we are all humans so we will still make some mistakes but the difference between the average investor and the great investors is the great investors repeat their old mistakes less often whereas the average investors keep repeating the same mistakes again and again so that is where maintaining a personal investment journal comes into the picture i've dedicated an entire chapter in my book to maintaining an investment journal and this is what will help you avoid repeating the same mistakes again and again so it helps in self reflection and self improvement constantly refer back to your investment journal and try to understand what are the kind of mistakes that you make why you make them under what circumstances do you make them this will help you improve many people think it is just so so simple just writing what is what i'm doing on a daily basis seems so simple how can it help but simplicity is is the key to long term success for most things in life and same holds true for investing also just try having an investment journal it will work wonders in improving you as an investor sure i need an example here uh, gautam could you give one example uh, how how did this one point help you in one particular stock or one particular investment could you give one example here so uh, the maximum quantum of money that i lost on a single stock ever in my investing journey is on a stock called bandhan bank not a stock recommendation but basically uh, add fault prey to what is known as a liking bias so i read the story of its uh, promoter chandrashekar ghosh in a book called bandhan the making of a bank by tamil bandopadhyay and what as a result what happened was i was so enamored by the promoter's uh, story of diligence thrift and sacrifice and hard work that i failed to separate the economics of deteriorating economics of the business from the personality of the promoter at the helm and even though the business was facing a lot of headwinds in northeast india in assam and west bengal collections was the microfinance collections were suffering the stock price was tanking but somehow because of this lacking bias i could not take remedial measures in time to sell the stock very fast and i ended up selling it at a very big loss having learned the lessons from that particular investment mistake by referring to this details in my journal now i came across another regional lender recently which was which is basically a south india based lender in india and uh, it's got a pretty good asset book but again this geographical concentration because of my past uh, 
experience with Bandhan Bank, I think investing in a lender with excessive geography concentration is a very big risk. You ideally want to look for the loan book to become a bit more seasoned because that that is when the loan book shows its true asset quality. So you would rather want to wait for some time and not hurry into buying uh, these lending businesses just because they are showing very high growth. You cannot overlook the risks of geography concentration and the asset quality of the loan book. Sure, sure, sure. And also, uh, you know, you're a believer of compounding. Uh, the book is all about the, the name itself says the joy of compounding. According to you, by investing a little on a periodic basis, one will be able to compound wealth in the long run. Uh, Gautam, what is your one investment which was invested regularly that has become decent returns in the long run? Could you name one investment like that? So there is this auto entity company which is into making bead wires for tires. Um, and uh, recently that became my first ever 20 bagger invested in that stock. In what is that company? Sorry. The uh, name of the company is Rajratan Global Wire. Sure. Uh, it is the biggest, biggest uh, multi-bagger till date. And I have not added more to that stock. Uh, but uh, it just showed to me that. And I'm, again, this again emphasize, uh, emphasizes the role of luck in investing. Who could have thought that you could have made a 20 bagger in a cyclical cyclical stock like a auto, know, tire auto ancillary. But uh, when you buy stocks at cheap valuations, and, you, and when you get a return on capital employed expansion and earnings growth and valuation re-rating, this is what can happen. Now, there were multiple times along the journey when I felt like, you know, selling out of the stock, booking profit. But once you have found the goose that lays the golden eggs, don't kill the goose. Stay stay, stay put with it. Most people sell, sell their winners and buy more of the losers. Do the opposite and you will make a quantum leap as an investor. Sure. Uh, you mentioned about one auto ancillary company which has been a multi bagger in your portfolio. Over how long has this been a multi bagger? And uh, you kept adding. Last two and a half years. Okay, okay. And you kept adding to that uh, position over I did not do it because I never expected it to do so, so well. In fact, mm-hmm. I've trimmed, I've trimmed parts of it uh, in during the 2021 raging bull market. Mm-hmm. One of the lessons which uh, a lot of seniors have taught me is that. Make use of every raging bull market to build a hard asset. So, for ex- for instance, uh, my parents had a long-standing aspiration of uh, living in a big home in Kolkata, West Bengal, in India. And for many years, you know, like uh, they wanted to live in a particular location in Calcutta in a big house. So, I made use of the 2021 bull market to actually take out some money and buy them that house. So, I think uh, that was, you know, I think at the end of the day, investing should be a means to fulfilling your personal goals and aspirations. That is what really good investing is all about. It's not just about building, building constantly. Understand. If I may ask, so uh, what are those few companies that you have sold in 2021 uh, rally to buy a house? I think uh, most of it was, uh, I think uh, Rajaratan Global Buyer was one and then there were a few lower. So again, one more very good uh, experience and lesson I'll share here. During every raging, so most investors portfolio is comprised of two things one is the high quality portion one is the lower quality portion lower quality basically means uh, those are the stocks which are doing very well in a bull market but they are cyclical companies which are enjoying a temporary tailwind and uh, during every raging bull market cut off this bottom tail of your portfolio the lower quality run and either concentrated money back into the high quality names or the proceeds which you have got from these lower quality stocks use that to build a hard asset that is what basically i did I sold portions of Rajaratan Global, which is not a low-quality business, but again, it is it's a business which just kept on surprising me on the upside again and again. But apart from that, there were a few illiquid macro-cap stocks and uh, 
some small cap stocks which are a bit you know of lower quality a bit on the lower quality level and if there is one big lesson which, which i took away from 2018-19 bear market was that at the beginning of 2018 my portfolio was basically loaded up with these cyclicals and a lot of these lower quality companies which had done very very well in the 2017 bull market because i did not sell them in time in 2008 in early 2018 therefore 2018-19 my portfolio fell quite a lot but again this is where experience comes in having learned that experience the hard way in 2018-19 this time i did not do that mistake i was able to cut off the lower quality part of my portfolio in late 2021 and also sell a portion of my big multi bagger rajaratnam global wire to basically purchase the home for my parents i also wanted to take out money and set start setting aside money for buying my house in the us sure sure now uh, going a little back uh, you know how has your personal finance journey started so when did you when was your first investment uh, started so what was it uh, have you put entirely in the equity so how was it when you started your personal finance the start was very rocky and uh, difficult so i just like most investors in the stock market i was attracted uh, to the stock market out of sheer euphoria during the late last stages of a euphoric bull market in my case it was the 2003 to 2007 bull market in india i still remember i had invested in a mutual fund called reliance powered sector mutual fund and in late 2007 in a stock named ispath steel in january 2008 because steel and power were the hot and fancy sectors of the time and so i simply looked at the recent price movement in this in these investments the price appreciation without paying any heed whatsoever to their valuations or underlying business models and uh, recency and vividness biases are very powerful but highly costly behavior in mistakes both these investments crashed 70 to 80% within the first 12 to 18 months of my purchase and i had successfully gained admission into the stock markets by paying my admission fees but these are the mistakes which basically serve you for life i think as long as you are humble and grounded and you are having a learning attitude these mistakes are will be your greatest teachers and the intrinsic value of learning from one's mistake over an investing lifetime is grossly underestimated i think if you are willing to learn from your mistakes you can go a very long way as an investor and so this was my first start in equities and as far as the other parts of personal finance is concerned i do have term uh, life insurance policy and i do have a very adequate health insurance policy in america as you know healthcare in america is very very expensive so it makes a lot of sense here to have a good sizable health insurance policy so a term life insurance policy a health insurance policy my portfolio of stocks and liquid cash in the bank which will cover comfortably the next 5 years of living expenses it's a bit on the higher side but having more cash in the bank gives me a lot of peaceful sleep at night and it also helps me stay the course during any period of market turbulence this is the value which cash has to be in america in checking accounts you get basically 0% like i am getting on my cash balance but the value of this uh, cash is not in the interest income it's in this peace of mind and in the endurance it gives me because as you know my like my uh, india fund in the us charges zero management fees so and i don't get paid unless i deliver more than 6% returns in dollar terms so let's assume that for the next 5 years the india fund delivers 6% returns to my investors here in that case i will earn zero basically over the next 5 years so to take care of my living expenses in the us and to sleep peacefully at night i've created this buffer through this cash balance great uh, so how has your personal finance journey and the asset allocation evolved over years maybe you started in that bull run uh, so how how is it now how is your asset allocation now and then i've been predominantly equity guy from the very beginning so even today 85 almost 85% of my 
overall uh, portfolio is in overall investment portfolio is in equities only so 80% in indian stocks and 20% in us stocks the rest 15% is in the cash cash which i have in my checking account here in the us simple and apart from this i have this term life insurance cover and the health insurance cover i think that's broadly covers you know most of my personal needs so investing strategies investing philosophy and investing strategy is something which takes a long time to develop today i have a very clearly defined investment philosophy which is made up of long term structural trends and varying uh, perception but to arrive at this particular investment philosophy has taken me more than a decade of investing in fact it was this first form just probably in the last 2 years before that it was very random there was no structure to my portfolio or structure to my investing strategy but now i have a very clearly buttoned down clearly defined investment philosophy in place it's more of a core satellite uh, portfolio approach where the core is of high quality businesses and the satellite is of uh, the shorter term tactical opportunities but it has taken a lot of time it then happened in 2015 it took uh, probably took place in the last 2 uh, years specifically so um, how has your investment strategy changed or has it remained the same uh, when you are investing for yourself and when you started investing uh, for others as well managing the money for others question, very good question and huge difference again so i keep telling this in my talks as well that managing a personal portfolio is very very different from managing a public fund or a or a advising people on uh, their public portfolios because when you are uh, managing public money the focus is first and foremost on quality above all else and liquidity in when you are managing a personal portfolio even for this illiquid stocks you can basically buy you know you can buy sell and enter exit very easily but when you are managing a public fund or a public portfolio then that time you have to take the average trading volumes into account you cannot just buy illiquid stocks because the impact cost will be too too high for example if i have got 750 plus subscribers in my small case today i cannot just recommend any illiquid micro cap stock because that stock will just keep hitting circuit after circuit to the, to, the, to the detriment of all the investors who buy it at higher prices so quality of the business quality of the management and liquidity of the stock these three things you have to consider a lot when you are managing public money but when you are managing a personal portfolio you can actually even take a bit more higher risk on the, on the quality curve and the liquidity curve and still get away with it because the size is very very small Sure. So uh, let's get your uh, quick views on the other asset classes. So, uh, what's your view on the debt as an asset class? I think uh, for people who have got less than five years time horizon, that is the best asset class to invest in. And some good quality debt debt funds and liquid funds are available. So, mm-hmm. if you have short term needs, anything for me less than five years, I consider short term. So, anything less than five years, you should have it in debt ideally or fixed deposits. Hmm. Uh, why not gold? Why don't you have any exposure to the gold? Because I can participate in the gold, in the growth of gold through a listed uh, equity. For example, I can uh, participate in gold growth through gold financer. For example, which charges very hefty interest ma- interest rates. I mean, that is a much more protective or an efficient way to participate in the growth of gold. Because the more growth uh, gold shows, these guys will grow much more faster. Sure, sure, sure. So uh, you already answered about uh, your uh, insurance and the emergency funds. Uh, so, uh, Gautam, what are your uh, financial goals uh, going ahead? I think broadly the financial goals uh, have been covered. Only the only thing remaining is now to buy my house in the US. Uh, so once my wife comes over here, that's probably the last thing remaining. And after that, obviously, this investment which I'm putting into this India fund that will obviously grow over time. So that will be. Sufficient, more than sufficient to take care of all the future needs, like for example, children's education or children's marriage, etc. 
that is where equity as an asset asset class is so so great i mean for your long term needs like your retirement your children's education uh, if you want to send your kids overseas or abroad for education if you want to get to do a very good skill wedding for them i think that is where equity as an asset class really shines and stands out among all the other asset classes so for long term big life goals invest in equities and for shorter term uh, liquidity needs invest in debt and fixed deposits sure sure my last question uh, gautam uh, so what are the book recommendations that you would suggest to our uh, readers and the listeners as well as so i'll recommend three investing books and three non investing books uh, for the investing books i would recommend terry smith's investing for growth which taught me how to invest in high quality businesses for the long term uh joel greenblatt's you can be a stock market genius taught me how to invest in various special situations like uh, demergers and uh, reverse uh, reverse mergers etc and howard marks mastering the market cycle is a great book on understanding how to position your portfolio for long term success among uh, changing market environments that's for that for the investing books for the non investing books i would highly recommend uh, more than you know by michael mompson and seeking wisdom by peter bevelin great books on multidisciplinary thinking and i would also recommend a great book by peter bevelin again uh, it's called all i want to know is where i'm going to die so i'll never go there it's a great book on the principle of inversion or knowing what to avoid in life so these are these are the three non investing books which i would recommend sure sure it has been wonderful talking to you gautam thank you so much and uh, i'm sure uh, readers and the listeners will also love your book recommendations thank you so much for that and thanks for sharing your personal finance journey with us thanks thank you sathya thank you that's all for now in this episode listeners if you have any queries or suggestions you can reach out to me on twitter my handle is at satya sontanam s a t y a s o n t a n a m or you can also write to us at mintmoney@livemint.com bye bye this was a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast